Welcome to episode 5 of Probably Nothing, where we explore the intersection of art, community, NFTs, and Web3. We're super excited to share this live episode that was recorded during Art Basel Week in Miami. I need to give a huge shout out to a lot of wonderful people who helped this event come together. Shout out to our friend Melissa, at Melissa on Twitter, who produced the event for us, along with everybody behind the scenes. Maria, Mike, Lulu, Kenyatta, and more. Second, shout out to our hosts Unrevealed and the Kimpton Surfcomer Hotel for the awesome venue. And lastly, Alexis's 776 team and thank you X's team for coordinating some very hectic schedules to make this happen. I was super excited to chat with Ryan, aka Thank You X, because I'm not only a big fan of his art, but also of how he thinks about the NFT space. Ryan is not only a true artist in the traditional sense, with gallery exhibits at events like Art Basel, but as you'll hear, he also lives at the intersection of art and tech, more than almost anyone out there. In this episode, you'll hear more about how he got into NFTs, how Web3 can help open doors instead of close them, the future of digital fashion and brands, and a bunch of other interesting discussions. I hope you enjoy this discussion as much as I did. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to our hosts at Unrevealed. Shout out to Alexis who led our round at Islands this week. It's all, right. all over the Just news. So. Handing out money. Why did I wire that instead? So of I have a pitch for a company I want to start. Oh no. Uh, this is not a pitch session, sir. No. <laughs> Shark Tank? No, I. I'm super excited, TZ. Tiffany is in the midst of all of these amazing people all over the internet. Some of y'all I know in the audience. And I'm just hyped. This is fun. This is fun. Thank you, thank you, X, mm -hmm. for, for being thank our you, special thank you. guest. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining. We uh, accidentally made this event go viral on social media. So we had to turn away uh, a lot of friends. But we're glad you guys are here and share on social media so everyone can join in on the fun. Yes, and make them jealous. Give them FOMO. Awesome. Oh, we'll so, Ryan. Hello. I would love to understand how you got into NFTs. Okay. Um, so, I'm a big fan of tech. So, I come from the traditional art world. I'm a painter. People know me as a painter. My background is digital art. Um, and I've always tried to figure out how to marry my paintings with digital stuff and have it be like a thing. I kind of was into VR a lot and 360 back when that was kind of first gaining re-momentum a couple years ago. Um, there was no distribution for it, so it kind of fizzled out for me. Um, and then last September, I got sent a few links um, to what NFTs were by my friend Chris Mortimer. Shout out to him. And um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Chris. And uh, he was like, hey, this is, this is your this is your future, like this is, you would love this. And I just kind of dove in and um, then I randomly met Blau uh, like a couple weeks later and we started talking and he kind of helped explain more and yeah. And then I met my good friend Jan Silva. Yes. We love Jan. <laughs> we, love Jan. we do. And um, yeah, Jan and I were both very interested in the space. He was like deep in blockchain, so he helped explain a lot of that tech side and the back end to me. And um, like I said earlier to someone else, like we both felt like we didn't fit in the space because we didn't see anything that was like us. And um, there was no photos, NFTs at the time, and I didn't see any abstract art being displayed in uh, NFTs. And we thought, well, let's give it a try and fail together. Um, and we had a great drop last year 
And that was like the start of both of our journeys. Quick question. Do you remember the moment when you saw The Matrix? Do you, do you, what was the moment when you were like, oh, So my wife was pregnant and she was sleeping on the couch during our drop. And I just remember like, when your wife is pregnant and sleeping, you like don't wake her up. Yeah, this was your first kid, clearly. First kid, yeah, 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 yeah. first kid. That's a pro and, tip. Um, I'm like in a group chat with, with JN and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? And I'm like, I can't wake her up. She's sleeping and I'm just like super excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is the future. And that was like, like a pretty modest situation considered like what now is happening in the world. But um, we thought that was the top, I think, at that time. But yeah, and that was last December. So it's literally like a year ago. But you, when she woke up, you told her. Yeah. And, you're, yeah. and your firstborn child is not named NFT. Yeah. His and name is Eth. Oh. <laughs> oh, well played. I mean, last September still counts as being, being pretty early in NFTs. Oh, yeah. We're uh, still early. We're, we're still early. But what gave you kind of the conviction to dive in? Um, I don't know. I think that I'm just, I, I, I've constantly been searching for a marriage between art and technology. Um, and I know, like, everybody says the intersection of art and tech. But um, I really, truly was, like, diving deep into it. I, like, Tiffany, as you know, like, I'm always trying to meet founders, hear what they're doing, and see what, like, how, is anything make sense here? And um, I'm just fascinated with, like, I, I consider founders of tech companies artists because they're creating nothing from something. And, um, yeah, so I just, I've always loved that. And um, I was just searching. And so I said, and thankfully, like, I had someone to go into it with. And, like, again, Chris, my friend, uh, who really showed me the space, like, walked me through the door. And so, like, that was, like, a big blessing for me. And so if you know me or JN Silva, you know that like we kind of try to pay that forward to other people and walk as many people through that door as we can. Now, I feel like there is this punk vibe in NFT artistry, especially this first wave of it, right? It feel there's a sort of there's a punk kind of grunge type aesthetic, right? You were straight edge for a minute. Still straight edge. Still straight edge, a very long minute, right? How uh, do you see am, am I just just randomly associating stuff or do you, are you seeing that same energy here in the stage of the movement? So I, I correlate a lot. This is like an underground movement and this is like now becoming that mainstream moment where some of those hardcore bands or punk bands kind of signed to a major label and are taking off. Or you could equate it to like the street art situation. Um, like I come from the street art world, like pre-exit through the gift shop and post-exit through the gift shop. And so like it's kind of interesting to see people that make fun of you while you're doing your thing. Right-click, save as. Right-click, save as, screenshot. Then they, watch, they see what's happening. Like, now they're asking you MetaMask questions. Yes. So it's like, yeah. Uh, I, I want to take a quick moment to shout out my friend Justice, who's here. So Justice is back there Justice? with the hat. Back there with the hat. Yes, Justice. Shout out, Justice. So Justice was the first person ever to tell me about crypto in, like, 2012 or 13. So shout out to Ooh. Justice. Also, for what it's worth, shameless plug, like, it benefits everyone here to try to help someone, friend or family, or even total stranger, though it might be weird to come up to someone and be like, look at my rainbow wallet. You should learn about crypto. Start with friends and family, because the whole movement, it is a, what is it, a, a rising ocean raises all islands? Uh, a rising tide raises all islands. He's trying to plug your islands. company. I'm trying to plug the company. But it is so important, so important that this does not stay an underground thing for all of us. And, and the sooner it, it, it spreads, especially to communities that have not traditionally gotten early access to technology, the better. What are you going to say, TZ? Cut you it's, off. It's all, it's all just playing positive-sum games. And that's what I love about 
this new wave of Web3, um, everyone is basically learning from scratch. Everyone has like the beginner mindset. Everyone's kind of embarrassed about the fact that they don't really truly know Web3, but it's that's because it's changing every single day. I kind of equate that to like in a lot of early, so like I met a lot of my friends and connections in this space through Clubhouse last year and then like shout out Logic um, early this year. And um, the kind of idea was that we all didn't really know what was going on and we all wanted to help each other and figure out this space together. And um, yeah, it's like there's no experts yet. We're still early. And Is that going to be Clubhouse's legacy? I mean, that's a pretty good legacy. Yeah. At least they cemented themselves in the history books, I yes. think. Yes. I mean, I, truly. That's so, because like, look, like even all coming together like this, there was there was no Art Basel last year, right? Yeah. Was there, there was a, Ryan, right? were you at Art Basel last year? There was no technical like, Art Basel. Yeah. Like the, the, the convention didn't happen. There were some pop-up things, but no, I didn't come last year. <sighs> last year was the first year in 10 years I didn't come. But like prior years versus this year, how has the energy yeah, changed? I'm very curious because this is probably the first art, art Baza with real NFTs playing a major role. Everybody's major asking about it at parties. Yeah, there's way more traffic now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But how Gas fees. <laughs> what <do> you <laughs> but what about artists, well right? Because there's you've kind of gone from traditional art to adapting very quickly and innovating with because of your interest in technology, even being the first artist to do Snapchat's walls, that's yeah. what Ryan did, um, to now adapting into NFTs. How have you seen this year or even just Arbazo with all of these new artists? I think it's a, th there's a mix because like the traditional art world, a lot of people are like, oh, they're ruining Art Basel or something like that. But then I, d I did a talk last night at uh, Design Miami Fair, which is like a very well-respected fair I would say 98% of the people in the audience were not NFT people, and they were all trying to learn what NFTs were. And um, I think that's like a good sign, you know? So there's- a Great sign. There's a lot of people who are interested, and I think that the goal for all of us who know somewhat, at least a little bit more than others, is that we should try to make it as inviting and not intimidating as possible, because the art world is very intimidating. And like, if you walk into a gallery, like the, ga the, the gallerist will look at you like, this guy can't afford anything. And if you ask a question, who's the artist? They're like, oh, you should know this artist. You're dumb, like whatever. So they treat you like you don't belong already. So I think we have the chance right now with Web3 to be saying you do belong and you are welcome. And this is a chance for you to like take charge of your own future. Yes. This is this is why I love the good morning, the GM, GM. and the GM. GM. It's, it feels right, right? It's a great vibe to start things with. I hope we don't lose it. I hope we don't lose it. There's no more high or buy. It's simply GM. Yeah. I think yeah. we'll lose it eventually, unfortunately. Oh. Ryan. Here's really? why. I think as the space grows, you're going to see a lot more like fake GMers in the space, if that makes sense. Wait, you already see wait, it, yeah. wait. Our goal is we want to allow everyone to enter the space and to welcome. I'm talking about like bot GMs. Oh, oh literally. Yeah, not like real. fake. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally yes. fake GMs. Okay. All right. But okay, when we're, when we're offline, though. And oh, offline, yeah, text me GM all day. Yeah. The wild part of this is, and I've seen this, look, I, I look at the effect now that it's having on friends of mine who are artists across different media, right? Photography, y'all, there, there's some we're early days for, for that medium. At all the moments of technology that I've been lucky to be a part of, from the days of starting Reddit, from, like, the moments of it working to, Humble to brag, all the growth. Go. No, just a straight brag. 
the, Brag. Like, even watching those early successes and every milestone, I was, I was lucky enough to be in the first batch of Y Combinator at the start of all the startup stuff back in 05. All those moments, okay? None of them made me feel like I feel right now. This is, this is, you talked about playing positive some games. This is like a global MMO, multi, massive multiplayer online role-playing game, that we all get to play where the points are not made up like they were on Reddit. The, the points have value. You can now actually be assigned value for being early and right. And now the first collectors of artists before they get big actually benefit from the upside. They form a community. I mean, all the stuff that you're experiencing. Like, what does it mean to a generation of creators now that, like, it's not just getting paid once. It's getting paid forever. Every secondary sale is another chance to check the lockbox and see more revenue. Your, your great, 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 great to infinity grandkids yeah. will enjoy the benefits of that art. So I, this actually brings me back. And one of the reasons I was able to kind of, like, somewhat understand what the blockchain and NFTs were when I got sent it is because I actually went to a talk where Troy Carter said... It was, it was a talk in L.A., and he said how, you know, in the art world, what happens is, like, they'll find, like, an artist. They'll kind of, like, manipulate that artist's work without their, you know, the galleries and the, the museums and the auction houses will kind of, like, manipulate and control that artist's market. They'll, they'll have one person buy out the whole show just to sell it out, and then, like, that artist will get paid once. And then what they'll do is they'll, they'll blow it up so much that they have a deal, like, you know, it goes to the auction house, it gets sold... That artist doesn't see any of it, so maybe that artist sells something for ten thousand, and then it's selling for a hundred thousand at the auction house. But they're not seeing any of it, and so Troy like brought up or was talking about the idea how like artists should get paid royalties, and there could be something like on the blockchain, and that blew my mind. I was like, and so I went home that night when I saw that, and I was like, I typed up a contract. I'm not like a, a smart lawyer person or anything, and I typed up a contract that said like, if you buy this piece and sell it, you owe me. X percent for sale, like, and it's like, that's never, like, no one's ever going to listen to that, but I was, I saw that, and I was like, that's actually genius, and it's true, because now, if you have a sale, whether it's lower than the primary, higher than the primary, you still get paid every time that, that happens. Super valuable for the collectors as well, and it's just really how you can grow the community together, because everyone's aligned now. And, and also, too, like, the fact that you can have a community that you can make money together and it becomes kind of like this unofficial business, but you're all like cheerleading for each other. It's, it's amazing. Like when people DM me and they're like, I made this much by selling this piece that I bought for this much. And I'm like, that's incredible. Like that's, that's, that's like what you, that's the goal, you know? That's power. And so what's, what's coming, man? What should folks be plugged into? Um, and what's coming for, for you oh, for yeah, this for next you, year? Oh, yeah, for you in particular, to for, be clear. For not I don't me, care I, about anyone else. For not me, I think that, like, I think digital fashion is, is going to be, like, a big, big, big player. It's already, you're already starting to see it with, like, Crypto Fashion Week and things like that. But I think that, I think digital fashion will be one of the big avenues. Um, for me, I have a gallery right now in the design district called uh, Unfold. And it's me and a bunch of artists. We did a DIY gallery. Um, it's sponsored by OpenSea. Um, you can go to my Instagram or Twitter and I'm, you know, tweeting, shilling it a lot. So go check it out and support the other artists. But I think um, I'm excited about what the next generation of artists is doing. And so I see it as someone who's kind of like in this situation of like privilege and, you know, luck and all these kind of perfect things happening to me that like 
I want to see the next generation rise and how they help the whole system and how they bring the next generation up. So that's what I'm excited for. I don't, I don't know what the full future is, but. How are you kind of spending your time in, in helping these next generation of artists or where are you doing that? So for instance, in this gallery that we have, um, it's a lot of already pretty established artists. It's me, Render, Beige, Victor Mascara, Blake Catherine, Greg Mike, um, but then we have- Good energy, justice. Good, so, we, so we have a lot of like up and coming artists in the NFT space that maybe haven't gotten their moment yet, but they're amazing artists. Like Good Energy, Rio, uh, we have Pooks, and we have Daria Peck, and um, yeah, it's, I think it's just all about putting on people who are amazing and you have the opportunity. And like, it goes back to what we talked about before, like making sure that door is open and being a gate opener instead of a gatekeeper. I would love to hear a little bit more about crypto fashion and how you think about those use cases or where it can go. Well, like you're already starting to see it with these, like of course there's a million 10K drops uh, a day of collectibles, but when you see one that's like, um, artifact or like these shoes or jackets or something that you can wear in the metaverse in the future. There's also like AR filters. Um, like that's not my world, so I don't fully know, but like Gucci's getting in the game. Like all these high fashion houses are getting in the game of crypto and, and NFTs. And so I think how they implement that, there's, I, I was at uh, a department store the other day where like there's a QR code that like when you buy it, there's like a built-in chip that like activates an NFT and it's like there's just all these weird things like that that I don't know seem interesting to me. What do you think of these older institutions such as Gucci and other brands getting into NFTs? I think it's great. I think that like anyone who thinks that a brand doesn't belong in NFTs doesn't believe in NFTs as like a technology because like Starbucks will have NFTs and instead of punch cards it'll just be like a scan code that like then they airdrop you the thing and it's just gonna be the technology it's not gonna be like you're not gonna resell that for a million dollars or anything like that. Maybe you, maybe it'll happen once as like some weird meme joke. That's not the future of, like for art, but NFTs as a technology is proven, you know, like in, in like the blockchain system for payments is proven. And so like, I think that in the future, everyone will interact with the blockchain in some fashion um, and yeah. I think you're, you're touching on something which is pretty powerful and yet I, I know I live in this little bubble you know, when you think about the next generation of artists, you're already trying to open the door from folks, for folks who understand at least the pathway to even the digital medium, because maybe they're already creating digital art or have an easy transition over. What's the way to blow the door even more open so that you have for the generation coming up now who are, you know, young, in school, maybe not, but who, like, we can see the future. They have not even considered the career of being an artist because it was something that got pitied when you told your family, right? Oh, geez, good luck with that. How do we prime them to be creating as soon as possible uh, on this tech? To be completely honest with you, I don't think you should convince people to be artists because I think then that puts the, the money first. I think that you have to be willing to make zero dollars as an artist and have a job and this and that, and that's your passion before you even think about selling art. That's my personal take. I think you have to really believe in what you're doing and not look at like, oh, I can paint this, you know, this logo or this thing that is popular right now, so I will paint that and then, or, you know, create a 3D version of it to sell. That is obviously a model, but I don't, as an artist, I respect people who are willing to go through the struggle, willing to, because it's, it's different than what I said earlier about how I think that like founders of tech companies are artists. 
the difference is they're not going to spend, for the most part, 100 hours a month creating something just because they have to. An artist has to create. There's no other option. If you have a full-time job, two kids at home, once that baby's asleep, you're creating something at some point. Okay, let me frame it another way then, because I hear you on that. A kid today, best case scenario, is still sitting in a classroom being shown like oil on canvas or I don't know, watercolor. I, when I'm talking like the medium of creation, where are the, the places people are gathering online or even offline, where do those environments look like that can help at least tell a kid, look, forget about the business side of it, right? If you want to grind and create art because you have to, you need to know about this technology. Yeah, I think that there's a, there's a big, good dog. Um, it's good dog. Good dog, good dog. It's good dog. I think there's um, currently a, a barrier for entry to the underprivileged communities that can't afford it, even an iPad. If you know who uh, Illustrator is, Tim Kang, mm. he's one of the biggest collectors in the space, great person. He started a company called Seven Genesis Grants. And what that does is it's like an application that you can apply for where they, they pick people that basically can't afford to do their first mint, and he covers the charge for it. I'm on the board of directors for that. But I think there's a one step further where like, how do we get those kids in the communities who aren't even able to like submit to that site? Like how do we get them iPads? How do we get them free online courses for cinema and all these you know, After Effects and all these programs that can get them into the space? Come because on, they Tim might Cook. be doing the watercolor yeah. and they figure, well, I don't have a way to animate this or yeah. change the color on this or something like that. And so I think that we need to think like, one step further back and how do we get like the right tools in the kids' hands um, mm. that don't have this, the setup to be in a good situation. Yeah, I love that. You get me thinking. I got There's some stuff we'll be talking about next year that I'm not ready to talk about yet, but come January, I might, I might bother you about some things. And then as you look ahead, I mean, you got a lot of people here who are very ready for whatever is to come. We still got a few more days left to our Basel, so hang on for that. Is anyone tired? I mean... This is I mean, a lot. I, yeah. Yo, it, I've lost all track of time, yeah. right? This that's, past that's year. That's just crypto, though. Yeah, I, dude, for real. And then you, you layer it into all these encounters offline and alcohol, and it changes everything. Tiffany, I want to make sure we're not missing anything. We're not? I have one more question for oh, you, Oh, the, the most important question. No, that's the next question. That's the next one? The second, mo the, okay. the second most important the question. Setup. So, so we have a question. How do you think about VR and NFTs, given your background in VR? This is a question from Lulu. <laughs> so, question. I don't think at this point that, well, okay, I think that creating experiences, like if you look at the renderverse, he created his own metaverse where it's not just like a little fun game that you can play in, it's you can buy the planet that you're on and walking around and exploring. And not only that, there's a whole galaxy where like someone can buy the other planet and, you know, and he, he's creating new planets for people to interact with and stuff like that. I think a VR experience in like Renderverse is an amazing situation. For me personally, I don't see myself getting, going back into like Tilt Brush or Oculus creating in VR unless it's, it's more like, cause now with like, it's more like focusing on ZBrush and, and things like that than actually having to put on the headset. Um, so I think just given different advancements in technology and tools, not for me necessarily, but for, I could see it being like if I had a team of like devs who could help build, like I don't, I can't build my own metaverse, right? Like 
But if I had a team of people that could help me do that and have like some walkthrough experience, I would do that. So the, and, but I actually also think like, again, even having a headset is, is a friction point. And I think that like, we all have phones, like everyone has a phone here, a smartphone. And so like, I think that AR and VR experiences through the phone are gonna be like the, the first easy entry point for people. Because again, not everyone can afford a headset. User experience is everything. People will choose whatever's easiest. What about AR? Yeah, I mean, I love AR. I'm working with Snapchat on some AR projects right now. Okay, last question, Alexis. No, you're at, it's, it's your question. Okay. It'd be unfair of me to steal it. Uh-oh. Get ready. Oh, my God. If you were stuck on an island and you had to only bring, you could only bring one NFT, which one would it be? I would bring... It can be um, literally any, but yes, any I would bring my old CryptoPunk that I no longer own. Is that the one you're wearing right now on your hat? No, the hat that I'm wearing is a Larva Labs CryptoPunks, uh, Bob, or, uh, the Hundreds collab. They made 50 of these. Yeah, yes, Bobby. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I would bring that punk back with me. 8998, where you at? Come, come find me. <laughs> okay, good one. Awesome. And the second one I would bring, I'd bring... Uh, uh, Victor Mascara, Dawn, because that's, that's the one that got away from me as well. We'll put that up. That'll be in the social media thing. Victor yeah. Mascara, Dawn, from Nifty Gateway. Okay. Shout out. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> thank, thank you, guys. You, Ryan. This was a lot Thanks, of fun. everybody. Thank Woo. all of you. Woo. Yeah, we done. We're out. Get some to drink. Thank you guys for coming. Be sure to check out Unfold Gallery in the Miami Design District.